Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, Men Focus. And that's an open forum that you can join in and and uh, just like Bible class, you can you can uh, have comments and uh, give testimony and stuff on Bible class too. Well, on Men Focus, that's an open discussion. It's a roundtable. We're talking and, and kicking things around and having a discussion. We want to welcome you to join in with us. If there's something particular that you would like to know, uh, you can send an email to focus at connectingtruth.org. That is focus at connectingtruth.org. Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on kkla.com uh, or 99.5 on your radio dial. And so, you you know, the word of God is going out. It's un, it, There's no fillers. There are no artificial flavors. Uh, not here. Nope. Uh, you get the real deal. And so, uh, you know, I want you to know that we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and they that and they continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. If you are looking for a church home, someplace that, um, like Cornerstone, that allow God to be God. We don't hold him back. He's not programmed into anything where at the, at the end of the program, he's not allowed to be, he is in charge of the service. Matter of fact, when you go to church, uh, God is the audience, not you, not me. He's the audience. And so we want to uh, honor the Lord, which is what we're doing. And so if you're looking for a place of, uh, for ministry and growth, want to invite you to join in with us and help us to lift Jesus higher. You know, I woke up this morning and this song was on my heart and we're going to go into the word of God, uh, you know, but this particular song and I remember this song because, uh, uh, you know, as you grow up, you hear mothers, aunties, grandmothers, you know, uh, or our granddads. You know, my grandfather used to sit in his bedroom and play the bass guitar. Excuse me, I play the bass guitar. He would play the lead guitar. And and so I grew up listening to him playing and singing unto the Lord. And then later on in life, I found myself, as I was about to say, playing the bass guitar. Uh, and so every now and then, at least what I think is playing the bass guitar. And so, um, you know, but this particular song said, real, real, Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gives me victory. 
So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gives me victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. In the morning, he's real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gives me victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's real, real. Jesus is real to me. And they would just sing that chorus. They would sing that chorus until the building, the, the sanctuary was saturated with that praise. And they would just be rejoicing even as we do today. Just those simple words. He's real to me. You know, and I thank God because, as I said, I woke up with that. It's not a song that I've heard recently on the radio or anyplace else. But it's something about when God, uh, you know, when the Lord serenades you, when that, that the word is making its circuit. You know, the Bible said his word would go out and it won't return unto him void. And so we're going to go on into the, the book of Genesis. Don't plan to be long this evening. Uh, but uh, Genesis, the first chapter, I'm going to start at the sixth verse. And, and so, you know, we're, we are touching what is referred to as the law of uh, particularization. You know, so we're moving from general to the particular. And, you know, there are three areas associated here. That is the universe, uh, man, and earth. And tonight we are touching in, in the creation of the universe and the principal uh, person that is tied to the uh, cosmological, the cause of things, and the teleological, which is a designing mind. And so before we go into Genesis, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness, for blessing, uh, Lord, uh, and giving this opportunity to stand and proclaim your word, Lord God. And, and we just want to thank you, Lord God, for the time and prayer this evening, Lord Jesus, and for blessing, Lord God, uh, each one that is under the sound of my voice and those that will be listening later. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for those that are coming through the door, those that are entering into this assembly, Lord God, and I pray and ask that you keep them covered with your blood, Lord God. Thank you for the ministering spirits that have gone out to minister to those that are heirs of salvation. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis, the first chapter going to start at the sixth verse, but as a subject matter, he called those things that were not. The subject, he called those things that were not. And, you know, before we start reading scripture, I just want to ask this, you know, what five words started it all? 
what five words started it all? This is more information uh, that was, you know, that was handed to the the writer. Who is the writer of the book that we're uh, that we're in? Uh, and, and so uh, now I'm going to start reading. Genesis, the first chapter, beginning at six verse, it says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Now, the firmament is described as a, at least I've heard it referred to as a solid dome. And so I'm going to agree with that. We live in a dome referred to as the atmosphere. Outside of this atmosphere, we don't know of any other life exists, any other life form like ours. All we know is what is here on Earth. The space station is circle, circle, circling the Earth. You know, you can buy tickets now for those of you that have deep pockets and can make that trip. Um, you know, where you can jump onto jump into a space plane and 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 go through the um, the atmosphere. You know, when, when you get so many miles up, I for, uh, then you're considered in space. But it's not deep space or anything of that nature. It's not going taking you out to the moon and, and bringing you back. I don't know of anyone that have gone that far. I know what the media and what they promoted uh, in the 60s as a moon landing, uh, however, but no one has done that since then that we are aware of, at least no one has made it known. And, and so what we know of is within this dome. This is the sure thing. Where you are right now is a sure thing. Your inhaling, exhaling right now is a sure thing. Now, the firmament consists of an upper and lower portion. The lower portion has dry land, whereas the upper portion has illuminating elements surrounded by waters. You heard it mentioned that, you know, when they look at asteroids and different things, rocks that are in the uh, in the upper atmospheres, um, they talk about it being uh, covered with ice, uh, ice water. And so we experience in this uh, atmosphere that we in, we experience rain, we experience limited sunlight, uh, the laws of gravity, and many other benefits of God's designing mind. Besides God, besides your spirit man, besides angelic beings, whether good or bad, water is the only eternal 
intangible substance that we experience here on earth. When all that has been spoken by the Lord is fulfilled, water will still be present. Psalms 46 and four says there is a river. The streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. What God did do after the separating of the water and the dry land is something that we should be doing. Uh, he looked, he made observation of what he had done, the work that had been completed. And he said that it was good. He rejoiced and he called it good. Uh, did you call anything good today? Have you looked back over what you have accomplished throughout this day and call it good? Uh, did you compliment yourself for a job well done? Because I, I know when we go into the office, when we go to work, or maybe working remotely, whatever you're doing, you're doing it as unto the Lord. You're completing your task. You may have the system down where you know how long it takes to do something and to get it done and, and, and to make those that are signing the checks happy. You know, did you tell yourself you did a good job today? Did you tell yourself well done or did you criticize yourself? Now, you may not have criticized yourself, but did you give yourself an attaboy or that a girl? You know, if you if you did compliment, uh, you know, if you did do that, you, uh, do me a favor and 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 a comment and a praise. But if you didn't, then that is a behavior that needs to be changed. It's a behavior that needs to be changed. And we need to change it right away. We need to change it now. Uh, you need to recognize good uh, and stop dwelling on that which is not so good. But we get caught up, it's easy. It just seems like it's easy that to dwell on what is not good. And, and so therefore we need to change our thinking. As children of God, we need to, the Bible tells us to uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And we know that there was not anything made that wasn't made without him because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So we need to know, learn how to talk about the good and profess those things. Uh, don't, don't worry, no one's gonna think that you've been arrogant because you talk about how good God is or, or because you say, man, I, I, I did something really good today. You ought to encourage yourself. You ought to remind yourself when you do something that is good. And so Psalms 34 and two says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. So those that are humble, those that understand where, what you, where you coming from are going to be glad. They're going to be, uh, they're already humble. 
And see, they're, they're not arrogant. They, they know exactly what you mean. They know exactly what you're talking about because maybe they have uh, been there and now they have a different thought pattern. Uh, maybe they've heard this particular teaching and and in the process changed. They repented of, you know, repentance is not just of dead works. Repentance is not just of sin. Repentance is a change in general. And so they may have heard and made the change that, man, I need to stop thinking um, or not, what is it I wanna say? Um, maybe I'm not thinking at all. I haven't given no time and consideration that what I accomplished throughout the day was good. It was a good thing. Uh, it was a good thing for me to get up and go to work today. Yeah, that was a good thing. I showed my uh, commitment, my faithfulness to the, to the, to the contract that I had uh, when I came to church. I, I came and I showed my goodness and to the contract that I have. And I didn't come in as a routine, but I came in with a presence of mind that I'm going to honor the Lord. Uh, just like when you go to work, you're going to honor your employer. And so we think about those good things. Now, if when you testify and you tell of the goodness and you you and you know and you're rejoicing in the fact that it's a good thing, then it, if no one else is listening, nobody want to hear that. You, you know, if you're thinking that way, then I, I want you to remember that uh, that I'm listening. I'm listening to what has to be said, and there is a great cloud of witness. There's a great cloud of witness. And there is God. God is listening to what has to be said. The Bible tells us in the 11th verse, it says, And God said, Let the, the earth bring forth grass. Let the earth bring forth grass. Now, if you were, if you of this certain mindset, you know, that all herbs is, is fair game, I'm not talking about that particular grass. The herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. So besides football, baseball, and, you know, our, our, our grazing in the grass, you know, as they say, grazing in the grass is a gas. Can you dig it? You know, now that particular uh, uh, phrase or that piece of lyric came from the Friends of Distinction who was managed by a football player, Jim Jones, and they sung that song, Grazing in the Grass is a Gas, Can You Dig It? You know, I can dig it, he can dig it, she can dig it, we can dig it, you can dig it, oh, let's dig it. You know, the question is, can you dig what God is saying and what he is doing? I think, you know, uh, well, after at the end of the day, after we've finished grazing in the grass and, and you know, relaxing and carrying on and watching, and watching everything that's going on around and, and refresh, do you get what God is saying? Grass has nutrients, grain and 
soil forming functions. Grass has a purpose. So, so God didn't just, just say, well, you know, the, the earth is void. It doesn't have any form. Let me just put some grass on it to fill in those blank areas. But no, it has purpose. And so there is, a, it has a condition and it assists with the, the, foil, the soil itself. It provides forage for grazing animals, the, the, the bunnies and all the other animals that would eat the grass, the cows and other, uh, all of those things. And it is used for shelter for wildlife. So all of this provision was put in place prior to. And so con construction material uh, can be made from grass, furniture and utensils and, and even food for humans. Mm -hmm. Can come from grass or considered grass. Now we also enjoy relaxing in all of this and many other benefits and you know as I mentioned the furniture and utensils and construction and many other garden ornaments. And at the end of all of this, God complimented His completion. So again, are you complimenting your completion? Now you may be working on something and you have gone from A, A, B, C, D, and you stopped at D, and you look back over it, did you look at it and say, wow, A, B, C, D looks good. And then from, from D, I'm gonna to go to E, F, G. And, you know, and once I get there, I'm going to stop and look at it and examine it. Every step of the way, God looked at what he did and said it was good. He said it was good. Our focus needs to be on that. Now, he called those things that were not, and so should we. We should call those things that are not so that they can come into existence. Now, what you want to come into existence is going to depend on your state of mind. What am I thinking? Am I thinking the right way so that I will have the correct results of my thoughts or my actions? When I look at my actions, my actions tell what I am thinking. My facial expressions, my body language, all of my tone tells what I am thinking. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for season and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Man, he was, he was, he was batting a thousand as we would, you know. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, the sunlight, the sun at the center of our universe Besides the flares, the sunspots, and other noticeable uh, uh, primates that, that is seen there, 
thanks to technologies that, you know, these things are visible. Nothing else is truly known about this massive light source that we call the sun. The eternal structure is unknown because it is unreachable. Now, and when you look at looking the science books, they give you a breakdown of the sun. They even they have a cut out of the picture of the sun and uh, going all the way to the core and telling you what the core is made out of. But how do they know? No one has ever set foot. You can't get close to it. How do you know? They sent a probe. How do how do you know? How do you know? Listen, God knows. He knows. They even the the moon, the moon besides the outer core, seen via telescopic lens. Nothing else is truly known about the core. They they say the surface is nothing, you know, from what they see. But there is no evidence of anything of the core. Everything is speculation until proven otherwise. But God knows what the core is. He knows what his design is made of. Now, one thing for sure is that you and I saw and what we feel is the sun. And we experienced the gravitational pull of the, of the moon. So God set these lights uh, with purpose. You look up and you saw the moon and, and the beauty of it all, whether you was walking and uh, reminiscing by yourself or reminiscing with someone, uh, you know, you saw the beauty of that evening. You saw the stars If uh, in some place, you know, if you stepped outside the city lights and, you know, and visited nature, uh, you know, and if you haven't, you're missing out. You need, you need to get out and go someplace and see the difference. From California, just driving into Arizona, which is about five-hour drive, uh, it, it is a total change of atmosphere. You can drive five hours north um, from Southern California into Northern California, and it is not the same view because of the lights. And you might have a little difference because as you pass through farmlands, but when you drive from California going east to Los, to going east to Arizona you see a different view of stars. You see a host of stars that is not visible uh, in this cement jungle that we're in. Uh, you've got to get out. I went on uh, Alaska cruise and it was mind blowing to see the ocean and it, you know, and the fierceness of it. Wasn't experiencing it, but just knowing the massive amount of water and, and seeing a whale uh, from the distance, and that whale looked as large as the ship that I was on. That whale from the distance without binoculars was, was humongous. And there are large, uh, God created these large whales and created all that we see and we should experience it, you know, and so the night and the days away from the cement jungle was priceless, it's relaxing. And God expressed an appreciation for what he was doing. Now, I, I wanna keep emphasizing this because I, I feel led to do that. And that is that if you need to show appreciation for what you are doing. Don't let no one look at the model that you're putting together.
and because it doesn't look like the model that they're putting together that you feel bad no appreciate what you are doing because it is the ability and it is the talent that god has blessed you with it is a place where you are right now until you move out of that place appreciate it in the moment appreciate it uh, the bible talks about us not despising the day of small things and in the the, the time that that people have grown up you know uh, some ladies women and have grown up with this this barbie doll mentality that if you don't look a certain way if you don't fit uh, in a certain way you know we, we see it advertised on tv and different things then you're nothing and so that have played up on the minds of many people uh, from different ethnic groups. And so, um, and so we need to make sure that we look at how God view things. And God said it was good. He said it was good. And so we should ignore the what others are saying and how they want you to think because that brings about anxiety that brings about depression that brings about oppression it brings about a manipulation upon the individual that god did not intend so everything uh, uh it is that god started as we are uh taking this journey through the book of genesis that in the beginning god created and he had you in mind he had all of us in mind and that is the purpose that is the purpose of it all is that there is something that god wants to bring to us now first of all to understand it is that there is a revelation there is a revelation of what was not known that is being presented here. There's bringing about an awareness that God is present and that he started and created all of this for you and I. And he is stepping the author, the author of this particular gospel, the author of this particular book. He is stepping them through this for our edification. And so God expressed the appreciation. Each time you read, as you read in scripture, and it says that God saw that it was good, you have to go back and rethink. Uh, yeah, this is, you're gonna have to go back and, and, and rethink it, that man, when I get up in the morning, it's, it's good. As I go through my day and I am conducting myself unto the Lord is good. As I go through my journey, as I step into my position of wherever that position is, whatever I have to do, and I complete my task, it is good. At the end of the day, I've driven home, not having road rage or any of that, it's good. And I'm going to tell myself that it is good. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life and the fowls that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heaven. 
and God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. And every winged fowl after his cow, and God saw that it was good. He saw that it was good. Now you've heard it preached in that David encouraged himself. You gotta encourage yourself. Don't let no one um, put you in a state of mind that you are now uh, looking at yourself and not giving yourself any type of adoration, any type of appreciation, any type of praise for what you are doing and have done because God put it within your ability. He put it within your care. And as we go on through the book of Genesis, you're going to see, uh, you know, as we go into the next and I'm not I'm, I'm holding not to go back, not to go forward into other parts of the scripture. But I want you to really focus as we are in this book. That God gave it praise. Now we see this. We see praise in the very beginning. Not because Judah, Judah was not even existing. Not physically, but here we are, God is given praise. As his children, we are to give him praise. And in our giving him praise, we're looking, what did David say? I'm wonderfully made. When I look at myself, have you looked at yourself and thought to yourself, I'm wonderfully made? It doesn't matter how old you are, and especially teaching our children that you're wonderfully made. God made you, and he made you to be an exceptionable person, which means that you praise. You praise. I'm praise. We are, a, there's a scripture that says we are a praise in the earth. Now, I think you'll find that in Isaiah. When we consider what God is saying, when we consider the fact that he has established this well-defined uh, system that we are experiencing, and he has placed us here to as a mirror, a mirror, now I'm not gonna go too far in that because we're gonna go into that next week, as a mirror of what he is doing. And so listen, listen, let me, let me step, let me digress from that. And so God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the waters in the seas and let the fowls multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creepy things and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth. He made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and every, and listen, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God said, is good. 
He said it's good. Now, this would include the diverse groups of reptiles, also known as dinosaurs. Now, someone said that that in, when the earth was without form and void, that the devil came and, and created dinosaurs. There's nothing that was done or anything that was made that was not made by him. And the scripture is very plain in that. Man has messed stuff up. But you know what? That's a way of distorting truth and destroying souls is to, is to uh, take the truth, dilute it. Dilute truth with something so that it is not 100%. And so that messes things up. And so we want to stick with the 100. We want to stick with what God has to say. So there was not anything that was made that was not made by him. This will include a diverse group of reptiles, which is undisputable because we have the fossils. And the word of God, which talks about the Levorathon, which talks about the mammoth which talks about these, and, and so we have this, we have this. And so at this point, nothing was a threat. Understand something. Everything that was created, there was nothing that was a threat. Everything was subject. Everything was subject to the word of God. Everything still is subject to the word of God. But there was a specific intent because when you look at what the scripture is said, it said, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind and the cattle and creepy things and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind. Excuse me, going to the 22nd verse. And God blessed him saying, be fruitful and multiply. So God had a specific intent in mind that is now unfolding, be fruitful be, and multiply. There's something that is in the mix here. So you're going to have to stay tuned to this. You know, we're in Genesis. You're going to have to stay tuned. In the meantime, I want you to consider what God did when he did it and mirror the same. He gave praise to what was being done. He gave honor. He praised it. He esteemed it because he was doing it. You ought to esteem what you're doing. You're doing what's right. Esteem it. It doesn't take away from giving God glory because you already know that it comes from him. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for blessing me to go through the day and, and helping me. I did a good job today, Lord God, and, and you, you've given me that awareness and so I was able to accomplish that. I, I'm doing what you did. I'm completing a task. I'm completing a work. I'm completing an assignment. I'm completing my studies. I'm completing uh, what I've contracted to do. He called those things that were not. You should too. You should call those things that are not. Mm -hmm. Psalms 33 and 9 says, for he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Ephesians 4 and 29 said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. So if you're not allowing corrupt communication, then that means the communication that proceeds out of your mouth is constructive. 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 We're talking about being constructive here. Bless your Lord. 
So the Bible said in all that you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus, giving glory unto, unto God the Father. So we acknowledge that at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, throughout the day, that we are giving that praise. Now, we're not taking glory from, from God because he said, my glory, I won't give to another. It's not that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is the fact that our mindset and what we think and how we view ourselves at the end of the day sometimes is condescending. Sometimes we look at and we don't feel like we've accomplished anything, even though you have. You have accomplished something, but then you don't look at it and you don't give it the correct reference that you should and that as you need to. Proverbs 15 and 4. Excuse me, let me reread uh, Ephesians 4 and 29. Let no communication, no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. There we go. Proverbs 15 and four. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach to the spirit. So you don't want to bring down your own spirit and certainly the spirit of another. Now, often, uh, people will try to encourage someone else even when they are discouraged. I want you to bring it up, bring it up a notch so that you are encouraged because you're looking at things with the right perception. You're keeping things in the right view. You're now looking at it the way that God looks at it instead of looking at what your parents may have instilled in you, what your friends may have instilled in you, what someone in the classroom may have instilled in you. You're looking at it through God's view instead of looking at it through another person's eyes. I believe that is the, the intent of the Lord and Savior. I believe that is the intent of God. And as we view, John says that uh, John 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, there's something here because the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, the word, the word of God. And here we are in uh, June 7, 2022, talking about the word and allowing the word to proceed out of your mouth, speaking those things that are not as though they were and giving praise to in every step of accomplishment that you make and giving that glory and honor unto the Lord as it should be done. Mighty God. That's what we're seeing in Genesis. That's what we're seeing. As the Lord said, it is good. He talked about those things. He spoke those things that are not as though they were. As though they were. Told you I'm not going to be long tonight. This is Pastor Carl Henderson telling you to be blessed. And certainly I, I thank you, brother. Thank you uh, for uh, <laughs> for participating in the service, you know, and that is the whole purpose. Uh, and so we want to make sure that that the word of God, again, you're not going to get any fluff. You're not going to get any artificial flavor here. 
uh, not from not from under this ministry. But listen, if you are does not belong to a church family, if you're not part of a ministry, uh, someone uh, asked a question and say, why do I need to go to church? Uh, because the pastor is the one that watch for your soul. Uh, the Bible said, how can you hear without a preacher? So those that feel I don't need to go and I don't need to hear what the preacher has to say. Yes, you do, because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then there is the accountability because the preacher, the pastor is the one that has to stand before God and give an account for you. And so you need someone to watch over your soul to give an account for you that they might do it with joy, not being grieved, but with joy. And so the way that, that they're able to give account for you with joy is the fact that you are obedient, that you are living a holy life because without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And, and so when we consider and we look at people, uh, I, I saw the brother said that he stopped going to church. Let me encourage you with this. Uh, just like you're not perfect, no one is perfect except God. And we don't have to even go there because we know that for a fact. However, however, God came for imperfect people. He didn't come for the righteous. He came for those that were unrighteous. That includes, that's everybody under the sound of my voice, including me. That's why I'm so grateful unto him. And so because of that, you want to reunite in the fellowship of what God has established. No one changes that. No one changes what God has established. We have to conform, be, be conformed, not to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so uh, there's going to be people that are that are setting. Jesus had 12 and, and one of them was uh, was used by the devil. It didn't stop him from his mission and it didn't stop the disciples from carrying out what God has called them to do. And we found out that at the end of the day, when, when Judas had betrayed the Lord, he then repented, tried to give the money back. He felt guilty. He felt so guilty that he, that he committed suicide. And, and then when Christ was on the cross and went to the grave, went down in the grave uh, as like Jonah three days and preached that revival, preaching to those that were sometimes disobedient, well, guess who was there to hear the message? Judas was there. No one can dispute this uh, because it's the word of God. Judas was there. So when the saints got up out the grave and marched through the city of Jerusalem, uh, no one know if Judas was there or not. Now it wouldn't make it, he had all the faculties and common sense that we all have right now. It would have made sense to me that if there was a second opportunity to be saved and get it right, he would have took it at that moment. Because the Bible said the Lord preached to those that were sometime disobedient. Listen, I, I want you to, to come back and be with us again. We'll be in our, our, our discussion on Thursday, our discussion at, at 6 p.m., the, the men focus group uh, for open commentary. You can call in and, you know, and join in. Uh, again, if you're looking for a church home, if you're not near Pomona, uh, if you're outside of, of the Southern California area, then go to a, truth, a church of truth of power near you. But if you are near Pomona, you know, we drive all over the place. We go everywhere. Uh, then stop by 
Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Until then, be blessed. Uh, if you desire fellowship, you know, I want to encourage you to, to send an email to fellowship at connectingtruth.org. That is fellowship at connectingtruth.org. You know, and, and certainly continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. And uh, tune in uh, again with us and be blessed of the Lord. Amen. Thank you.